Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. He saw something in me that I didn't see. God saw it, but it's just a, it's an honor and a blessing to be here with all of you guys. Uh, so we're in week five of our Lights, Camera, Action series where we have been diving into Hollywood movies and taking out biblical truths and, and themes and, and bringing them to life. So obviously today we're doing Toy Story, if you haven't noticed that. And Toy Story is very special to me because it was my favorite movie growing up as a child. And to this day, it's still one of my favorite movies. I mean, I have been watching Toy Story since I looked like this. And I'll probably be watching it when I look like this. I love that movie. That face up thing this week was so funny, man. Such a great laugh. But I think one of the reasons I was drawn to Pastor Trevor was because he kind of does look like Woody. He kind of does. Sorry, Pastor. Oh, but like he, I don't know if you mentioned it, this is my first time preaching. And this week has been insane. Like just crazy to think about, to go through the process, to, to get these ideas. Because not that long ago, I'd say about a year ago, I had no intentions of preaching. I had no intentions of going to church, of being a part of a church. But very clearly, God had other plans. And so I'm here now. Um, a year ago, I was a stand-up comedian, but um, I'll touch more on that later in the sermon. So I was re-watching this movie, and I realized that these toys are a lot more relatable to us than I originally remember being a kid. So here we get introduced to, to Woody. And Woody, he, he understands the truth. He understands that, that he's a toy. He belongs to Andy. And you see from the beginning, Andy just loves him unconditionally. Woody gets his value from being with Andy. Woody's a leader. He leads his fellow toys. He reminds them of the truth that they do belong to Andy, regardless of if it's his birthday, regardless of new toys are coming in. Woody has the maturity to understand that there's nothing that can separate them from Andy. They're his toys. They belong to him. And so I think a lot of us can see ourselves in Woody. No, we're not toys and we don't belong to Andy, but we're believers and we belong to Christ. And some of us, well, no, all of us are leaders. We're spiritual leaders. God is going to put people in your life to spiritually lead. If you're a parent, you spiritually lead your kids. Or maybe you spiritually lead someone at your, at your job or a friend or a family member. You are spiritually leading somebody if you are a believer and you're on this, this walk. So I feel like a lot of us can relate to Woody. We have some maturity. We're not perfect. We're never going to be. But we're doing this and we've learned something from it. So that's Woody. Now let's check out our next main character. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. Star Command, come in. Do you read me? Answer. <gasps> My ship! Blast. This will take weeks to repair. Buzz Lightyear mission log, stardate 4072. My ship has run off course en route to Sector 12. I've crash landed on a strange planet. The impact must have awoken me from hypersleep. Terrain seems a bit unstable. No readout yet if the air is breathable. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? So Buzz Lightyear, totally different character than Woody. Buzz Lightyear is totally delusional. He has no idea that he's a toy. He has no idea who Andy is. He has no idea who Woody or any of the other toys is. In Buzz's mind, he truly believes the lie that he is a real-life space ranger. He's jumping on the bed. He's trying to see if there's breathable air. He's a toy. But he can't see it. He's living a lie. He's believing the lie that his surroundings put in his way. 
And so whether Woody and Buzz realize it or not, or whether they like it or not, these two different kinds of types of characters, two different kinds of people live in the same world and they interact with each other and we will cross paths. So Woody and his fellow toys come to, to greet Buzz Lightyear and this is how it goes. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Oh, I'm so glad you're not a dinosaur. Bye -bye. Thank you. Now, thank you all for your kind welcome. Say, what's that button do? I'll show you. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Oh. Hey, Woody's got something like that. His is a pool strike. Only, only it sounds like a car ran over it. Oh, yeah, but not like this one. This is a quality sound system. Probably all copper wiring, huh? So, uh, where are you from? Singapore? Hong Kong? Well, no. Actually, I, I'm, I'm stationed up in the Gamma Quadrant of Sector 4. As a member of the elite, Universe Protection Unit of the Space Ranger Corps. I protect the galaxy from the threat of invasion from the evil Emperor Zerg, sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance. Oh, really? I'm from Play School. And I'm from Mattel. Well, I'm not really from Mattel. I'm actually from a smaller company that was purchased in a leveraged buyout. Well, I don't really... You think they've never seen a new toy before? Well, sure. Look at him. He's got more gadgets on him than a Swiss Army knife. Ah, 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 ah. Please be careful. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. Hey, a laser? How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser. It's a, it's a little light bulb that blinks. What's with him? Laser envy. All right, that's enough. Look, we're all very impressed with Andy's new toy. Toy? T-O-Y. Toy. Excuse me. I, I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. The word I'm searching for, I can't say, because there's preschool toys present. Getting kind of tense, aren't you? Oh, uh... Mr. Lightyear, uh, now I'm curious. What does a space ranger actually do? He's not a space ranger. He doesn't fight evil or, or shoot lasers or fly. Excuse me. Oh, oh impressive wingspan. Very good. Oh, what? What? These are plastic. He can't fly. They are a terillium carbonic alloy, and I can fly. No, you can't. <laughs> yes. I can. You can. 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 I tell you, I could fly around this room with my eyes closed. Okay, then, Mr. Lightbeer, prove it. All right, then I will. So that went awful. <laughs> Here's Woody. He's this leader. He knows the truth. And he's flustered. He's, he's infuriated by Buzz. He can't stand all the attention that he's getting from the other toys. Especially because he's a guy that doesn't even know that he is a toy. And so he's just getting lost in that. And you see that he gets frustrated with Buzz. He's like, you're a toy, you're a toy. And Buzz just keeps on rejecting it, just keeps on bouncing off. And then it gets to a point where Woody's almost forcing the truth on him. But listen... You can't force somebody to understand the truth. You can't. That's not our job. So, <laughs> I've done that. I'm sure some of us have too. You see, what Woody was doing, and what we do sometimes, is that he was putting the confidence in himself and not in God. The maturity, the wisdom, the truth that he has in his heart, he took it, he owned it, and he said, now I'm going to force somebody on it. When that's not our job, we can't save anybody. We need to understand that. The only one who can save is Jesus Christ. The only one that can save. So when we put our confidence in him and not in ourselves, then he can do whatever he wants in that person's life. Whatever he wants. You see, when we do that, we're just being prideful. It's like we're saying, yeah, God, I know you've got a timing and a purpose for everything, but I got this one. I'm going to fast track it. Just watch me. And what happens? You just look like a fool. You get rude. You get defensive because your way's not working. Well, guess what? This isn't our way. This isn't our job to do. We're supposed to be there to show Christ's love. That's what we're supposed to do. And through that, we lead people to Christ. And he changes their eternity, not us. Not us. 
So let's get, a, let's get a glimpse into what the word says about how we should be treating each other. It says in Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And so I read that and I instantly think, why would we, when dealing with someone who's not believing or not understanding what we're saying, why would we choose to show anger, show wrath on that person when dealing with us, God chose to send his son Jesus to die for our sins so that we can be forgiven even when we were still Buzz Lightyear's. So we need to understand that. And the verse, it goes on into Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet aroma. In other words, don't forget what Christ did for you when you were Buzz Lightyear, when you didn't want to hear the truth, when you didn't care about hearing the truth. Like I said, it's not our job to save people. It's not our job to get upset when they're not accepting the truth that we're telling them. It's our job to just love them, to be Christ-like. Because Christ washed the feet of people who would later on betray him. And if that's not loving people, then I don't know what is. He set the example for us, and we have to fall in line. We can't force it on our own. So now, for Woody, you would say, man, but he's a leader. Isn't he supposed to understand this? Isn't he supposed to get this? He should, but he's not perfect. And right now, what we see going on is that Woody is believing a lie. And sometimes, the devil will put a lie in your face and make it look really believable. And so... It's one of the many reasons that God gave us his word. It's to verify who we are and what God says about us, that we can take the lie and shove it in the enemy's face because it's not true. Sometimes we have to see through it, and that's what Woody has to do. So let's check out this next clip to see what that lie is. Accepted into your culture. Your chief, Andy, inscribed his name on me. Wow! With permanent ink, too! Well... I must get back to repairing my ship. Don't let it get to you, Woody. Uh, let what? I don't, uh, what do you mean? Who? I know Andy's excited about Buzz, but you know, he'll always have a special place for you. Yeah, like the attic. <laughs> All right, that's it. Mm. Unidirectional bonding strip. Mr. Lightyear wants more tea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Listen, light snack. You stay away from Andy. He's mine, and no one is taking him away from me. What are you talking about? Where's that bonding strip? And another thing, stop with this spaceman thing. It's getting on my nerves. Are you saying you want to lodge a complaint with Star Command? Oh, okay. Ooh, well, so you want to do it the hard way, huh? Don't even think about it, cowboy. Oh, yeah? Tough guy? <laughs> How dare you open a spaceman's helmet on an uncharted planet? My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. You actually think you're the Buzz Lightyear? Oh, all this time I thought it was an act. Hey, guys, look! It's the real Buzz Lightyear! You're mocking me, aren't you? Oh, no, 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 no. Buzz, look, an alien! Where? So now we see that Buzz has that same mark on his foot that Woody does, that Andy mark. Woody can't stand it. 
he can't accept the fact that the same person, Andy, who loves and adores him, also adores Buzz. He can't deal with it. It frustrates him because he feels like this guy doesn't even know who he is yet. So you see Woody acting a little bit self-righteous here. He's putting himself above Buzz. And we also get revealed to the lie that Woody is believing. Woody really thinks that Buzz Lightyear is there to take him away from Andy. He thinks that that's Buzz's mission. Woody's believing that because of the attention that Buzz is getting from his fellow toys and the acceptance of Andy, that now Woody's value or purpose is at stake. Well, let me tell you that Woody is the same guy who would remind his toys that there's nothing that can separate them from Andy's love. And now, here he is, a leader, being faced with this lie and believing something that goes contrary to what he believes. The enemy will do that to us. He will make us act out of character. So you see, when he should have been walking with Buzz, holding his brother's hand, just showing the, the, the love of Christ or the love of Andy to Buzz, he's now here just beating him over the head with the truth. Who in the world likes to get beat over the head with anything? It's like, sometimes the devil's going to tell us that we're not as valuable as this person or that person. And social media, I see, does that a lot. You see, if you don't have a certain amount of followers or likes, you're not, you're not popping. You're not, you're not it. But let me tell you that that is totally false and inaccurate whatsoever because God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you, and he wants to use you in mighty ways, regardless of how many Twitter followers or Instagram followers that you have. So understand that right now. You see, because a lot of people put their value in social media, but praying with and bringing a meal to somebody who just lost their job is way more valuable in the kingdom of God than getting a thousand likes on a picture of you at the beach. And I'm not saying that posting pictures is bad. Social media is not bad in itself. But it's when we put our value in that is when it turns bad and it turns corruptive. When we start believing the lie that we are as good as we are as we are on social media. And that's not true. It's so far from the truth. You see, sometimes we need to be reminded of the truth. Woody needed to be reminded of the truth that, that he belongs to Andy and nothing can separate that. And sometimes we need to be reminded of how much we are loved by God when faced with these stupid situations of comparing and this person's better than me and, and my purpose is at stake because that can be that's so false. So we see here in, in Romans 8, 31 through 39, what exactly it says that we are in Christ. What then shall we say to these things? Josh, all right, just listen to me, guys. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him for, for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all these things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other thing created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing. Nothing. The Greek translation for nothing means nothing. 
Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Remember that. Do not let the enemy tell you otherwise. Nothing. No person, no thing, no lost job, no nothing can separate you from the love of God. It says in verse 34 that Jesus makes intercession for us. How more secure can you be knowing that Jesus is praying for you? The Son of God, the one who came down and died for our sins, is praying for you and your situation. No amount of tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword can separate us from the love of Christ. Listen, the world doesn't justify you. God does. Your circumstances don't justify you. God does. We need to understand that the devil is a liar. And it doesn't mean that these bad things, tribulation and, and all these things aren't going to happen to us. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that we're not justified by them. They don't know who we are. They're not praying for us. They don't see the breakthrough that God sees. They don't see the blessing coming that God sees. And sometimes we can get distracted and focus on how bad a situation looks when God sees the breakthrough. He sees what you learned. He sees it all. And we can get distracted. And the enemy, the devil's a liar. The devil is a liar. He wants to seek, kill, and destroy. But we have Jesus Christ. And the victory is ours. We need to understand that doesn't matter what the world thinks of your situation. It doesn't matter what, how it looks, what people think, what people say about you. None of that matters. What matters is, is that God is for you. He's fighting your every battle. And you are a child of God. You're not somebody who lost their job. You're not somebody who doesn't have a lot of followers. You're not somebody who, who used to be addicted to alcohol. You are a child of God and nothing can take that away nothing in the book of revelations it reveals two ways to shut the devil up when he's trying to lie to us the first way is you look him right in the eye and you remind him of the blood of jesus that covers you and when he tries to point out all your losses oh you got a divorce Oh, you lost your job. Oh, you don't know what's going to happen with the mortgage. And he reminds you of these losses or what's perceived as losses. Remind him of what Jesus did on the cross that day when he defeated him. Remind him how we can claim victory every single day of our life because we have eternity to look forward to with the Father. That's victory. That's winning. And the second way that we can put the devil in his place is we tell him our testimony. He's going to try to say, hey, but you were this, and you were this, and you were that. And you can say, I was that, but I'm no longer that. You see, I was an alcoholic, but God. I was sleeping around with other people, but God. I was mistreating my children, but God, you see, it goes on and on and on. I used to, 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 but God. But God delivered me from that. And you have to remind yourself of that. Look back every once in a while and say, wow, God is doing something in my life. Thank God that I'm not the person that I used to be. And put that in the enemy's face and let him know that you're not the same person that you used to be. Like I said, he's going to remind you of your losses, but remind him of the victory that is in Jesus Christ. You see, it says in um, 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. That's who we are. That is who we are. Guys, remember who you are in Christ. Remember the things that you've walked away from. Remember the fact that 
Greater is the one living inside of you than he who is in the world. We don't have to fight for status. We don't have to fight for recognition. God loves us just the way we are. He wants to use us. He wants to bless us. Even if you're not getting the recognition of your peers, God sees you and God is using you. Do not feed into the lie of the enemy. And so my advice to Woody would be, and to us really, is to walk in love no matter what's going on. Remember whose you are. And when it comes to dealing with people who, who don't want to hear the truth, who don't want to receive what you're trying to give them, just love on them. Plant the seed and trust that in doing that, they're going to be led to Christ. And then from there, Christ can take over and change their eternity. That's our job. We deposit love. We walk in love. We be patient. When the world says otherwise, when the world says, how can you hang out with this person? He does this. Or how can you be praying for this person? I saw him do this. Tell them that you walk with love because that's what Jesus Christ did. And because we have, we have and we do have eternity with the Father, every single unbeliever that we walk this earth with has that same opportunity as us to be saved for eternity. So don't put yourself above them and put yourself to love them. And so with Buzz, we see that in the last scene, he's marked with the same thing that, that Woody has. And, and Buzz wasn't even trying to replace Woody. Like he, he was trying to fix his spaceship. So that just shows how much of a lie that Woody was believing. Because he's like, this guy's trying to take Andy. He's trying to take my friends. Buzz right now, in his mind, he's trying to get back home. He's trying to fly in space. So that shows, again, how the enemy is such a liar. Buzz wasn't trying to take him away. He's still too stuck in his own lie to realize anything other than that. But at this point in the movie, we do see, like I said, Buzz has the marking of Andy on his foot, just like Woody does. And so we can relate Buzz to a new believer. Because Buzz, at this point, he doesn't fully understand who Andy is. He doesn't fully understand who he is. But he recognizes Andy in his life. And by the way, I think it's important to, to say that people, and beware, people can say they believe, but not actually believe in God. Because believing in God is accepting his ways. It's submitting your life to him. If you're experiencing God on your terms, are you really believing he is who he says he is? And so with Buzz, we're going to see how he really believes that he does belong to Andy. He's not changed. He's not perfected. He still has a ways to go. But when you genuinely believe and you genuinely submit yourself to God, you're going to see how things are going to happen. Things are going to change. Internal battles will arise. So let's see this next clip, let's see what happens with Buzz. Calling Buzz Lightyear. Come in, Buzz Lightyear. This is Star Command. Buzz Star Lightyear, Command. do you read me? Buzz Lightyear responding, read you loud and clear. Buzz Lightyear, planet Earth needs your help. On the way. Buzz Lightyear, the world's greatest superhero now.
So it turns out Woody was right all along. Buzz has now seen and heard the truth in a way that he can't deny. He's shocked by it. He can't believe it because he was so certain that he was who he thought he was. But the truth that is Jesus Christ can penetrate our hearts just like that. And Buzz now knowing the truth tries to force his own belief. He tries to fly even though he knows that he's not meant to. He wants to fly because he's invested so much of who he is into that idea and he's afraid to let it go because he's afraid of what the people around him are going to think or say. So he tries to fly. He tries. He goes straight up, straight down. He falls. His arm breaks off. Guys, what an image of us when we try to force our own initiative just fall down and end up broken just empty not knowing what the heck is going on and this is that when we, when we know the truth but we try to force this thing that isn't real it's not it's not who you are it's who the world wants you to think you are so that you can be separated from God's plan and his will but look up. Listen to the Father. He's got plans to use you and to overcome anything that is holding you down. You are not subject to what you've done or, what you, or who you are. There is glory and redemption in Jesus Christ. And it's here for all of us here. Do not believe the lie. Do not believe the enemy. You see, when our world is falling apart, and we know it's because of the decisions that we're making, the people that we're hanging out, out with, our lifestyle. We know that it's the reason why. We try to fake it. So like Buzz, you think you can fly. And you might be able to fool some people into thinking you can fly. You might be able to fool yourself. But you're not fooling the one who created you. And the one who has plans for you. And a purpose for you. You can't fool him. So what's going to happen is you're going to continue to fall. You're going to continue to be in pain. And you might get worldly recognition. You might be popping. Your Instagram might be hot. But when you're alone, you're going to realize that you have this loneliness in your soul. And it seems impossible to overcome. And you just feed it the lie to feel recognized, to feel some sort of worth. But let me tell you that God recognizes you. He wants to fill that hole in your soul with his love and he wants, to, he wants you to get to know him. But I can't do this for you. I can't force you to get to know God like Woody was trying to. You see, God's love is huge, it's humongous. But you've got to accept it because God wants to have a personal relationship with you, not with your mom. Well, he does probably have one with your mom, but it's, it just has nothing to else to do with the people around you. He wants to get to know you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to bless you. He wants to show you things that are only meant for you. He's a personal God, guys, and he wants a relationship with us. I was faced with this kind of situation like Buzz about a year ago. I wasn't preaching, wasn't attending church regularly. I was pursuing a career in stand-up comedy. And I wasn't the clean kind of comic. And without realizing it, I was living the lie 
the lie that I was meant to be a stand-up comedian. But see, the funny thing is, I never asked God who I was meant to be. I took it upon myself and proclaimed that I was a stand-up comedy. That was my purpose. That was the lie that I believed. But the reason I believed the lie was because it was covering up other things of me that I didn't want others to see. Because I believed the lie, I had become egotistical, selfish, self-seeking, and a fraud. Because here I am telling people that this is my cause, this is my purpose, when really all I was looking for was validation from the world. All I wanted was to be accepted. I wanted to feel better than people. And what did that do? Well, my comedy career went pretty well, but my relationship with my then fiance was going terribly. Here I have someone who validates me. The day that she said I do, and I'm fighting for the validation of the world. I was selfish. I was self-seeking. I was a fraud. I wanted the world's recognition, and I was willing to do whatever I can to get it. When I had the recognition of the woman that God placed in my life, who was praying for me, when I was out three, four nights a week pursuing a goal and talking to people who didn't care about me at all. She's in there suffering because she can't have time with the person that she's going to marry. But she's on her hands and knees praying for me. And I didn't even know it. You see, believing that lie brought some other things into my life. Not only was my relationship being dug into the ground, not only was the communication just going away, not only was I not feeding the woman that was going to be my wife, I had become so filled with anxiety and depression. Because the thing is, I knew God. I knew of God. But I wasn't listening to Him. I didn't want to do what He wanted me to do. I didn't want to change my life. I wanted God, but on my terms. And what happened is I went nowhere. My life was being damaged. I was being broken like Buzz Lightyear in that last clip. When we try to force our own initiative, that's, that's the result that we're going to get. You might get a quick high. You might get some recognition from people who don't care about you. But you're not going to be walking in God's will. You're not going to be doing the great things that he's called you to do. You're not going to be experiencing the life that he has for you. You're just not, and that was me. And so because of that, because I knew that I wasn't walking with God, I knew that I wasn't doing his will, I knew that I wasn't being used by him in the way that he wanted me to. I had anxiety and depression, and I tried to hide it by being attached to different sins. I was addicted to pornography. And as, as a teenage boy, everyone thinks it's just fine. It's just something that you do. But it's not something that's fine. And it's not something that you just do. It's something that will burn a hole in your brain and damage the way that you see God's creation that is a woman. And so here I am, engaged. I'm getting ready to give my life to the woman who has loved me. I'm watching porn and I'm not spending time with her. Where was that relationship going? It was going straight to the ground and I had no idea. I thought I was perfectly fine. But God. I remember one day. It was before a comedy show. And I had gotten some convictions like months before that maybe I shouldn't be doing this. But like Buzz, I tried to force it. I tried to fly one, one more time. And I was getting paid. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm getting paid for this. So this must be what I'm here to do. And I had the afternoon to myself before the show. And I wanted to smoke some weed to get the creative juices flowing. Whatever the heck that means. And so I did it. And instantly, I'm filled with anxiety. It feels like I'm going to die. I'm looking at myself. I'm like, what? What am I doing right now? So I go in the shower and I just start, I just start worshiping God. I just start 
crying out to him. I just started saying, God, I, I have no idea what I'm doing right now, God. I don't know who I am. I don't know what's going on. But I know that I need you. I need you more than anything right now. I feel like I'm going to die. And just like that, the anxiety's gone. And I calm down. I come and I'm like, well, I was here to write. So let me write. I start writing. And I was, in, I was trying to write jokes, but I ended up preaching to myself. And in this just jabber, I'm just, it's just flowing out of my mind. I'm telling myself, but what I think it is, I think it was the Holy Spirit in me talking to me. And he told me, just because you want to watch porn just because you feel like that's in your mind it doesn't mean that you have to do it it doesn't mean that you have to belong to that you see I was telling myself that just because temptation is there it doesn't mean that you have to grab it it doesn't mean that you have to entertain it you can switch your focus you can change where your eyes are looking to and you can look up to God who has his arms open for you who wants to bless you, who wants to change you. So I'm writing all of this down and I'm freaking out. I'm like, this, this wasn't my plan. I didn't want to do this. How am I preaching to myself right now? And like that, it just, a calmness came over me. And I realized I'm not a comedian. I'm a child of God. In that moment right there, I made a decision to follow Christ relentlessly with everything that I had. I was willing to let him change everything about me. And let me tell you, it wasn't easy. As a matter of fact, it was the hardest thing that I ever had to do. But I had the strength to do it now. It wasn't on me. It was on Jesus in me. And so because of that, I confessed my addiction to porn to my fiance. I walked away from comedy and I thank God so much that my I thank God so much that I was able to receive the forgiveness from my fiance her answers were her prayers were answered and she took me in with open arms and just continued to pour love into me. Even when I wasn't deserving it, she was loving me through it all. And today I stand here, not addicted to porn. My eyes are for my wife. She is the only woman that is in my mind. I value her. I love her. I'm involved in a church. I no longer do stand-up comedy. I'm preaching to you right now. I don't have anxiety. I don't suffer from depression. I am set free because of Jesus Christ. And you can too. This isn't just for me. This isn't just for Trevor. This is for all of us here. We all have the opportunity to be changed. You just have to grab it. You just have to believe it and hold on because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. Your status is going to change. Your identity is going to change. People are going to judge you. But hold on. Hold on. Because we can claim victory in the Lord. Man, if, if you're done believing the lie, if you're done living for the expectations of others, if you're done just with all that crap, if you're done with it, you have an opportunity today, right now, to surrender your life to the one who created you. To have your life changed forever through faith. That opportunity is here. And a lot of times, you're feeling that tugging in your heart. You're feeling like, what? What is this? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I 
Why am I crying? Well, let me tell you that you're not here by accident. The person who invited you didn't invite you by accident. See, God put it in their heart to bring you here so that you can hear the good news that is Jesus Christ. It's not by accident. Do not think that for a second. And that tugging that you're feeling on your heart, go with it. Surrender yourself to the Lord and change your life forever. You don't have to be a slave to fear. You can become a child of God. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to bring the, the worship team back up. They're going to play a song. And, and if you're ready to surrender your life, you're ready to, to give it to Christ, I encourage you to come up here and we'll pray together at the end of the song. Listen to the words of this song. Listen to what God is speaking in your heart. Seriously, stop. Stop what you're doing. Listen to what God is saying into your heart right now. And listen to the words of this song. And if you're feeling that call, come to the altar. Come to the altar.
closed, heads down, if this is you, if you're done living the lie, if you're done living in pain, if you're done living for the validation of others and you want to experience the validation in Jesus Christ and have your world changed forever, I encourage you right now to lift your hand. Thank you so much. I see you. I see you. Anybody else, if this is the time that you're, going to li- that you're going to give your life to Christ right now, right here, lift your hand. I see you guys. Now, if your hand is in the air, if it's lifted high, you don't have to say this out loud. You can just repeat it to your heart. Repeat it inside your head. Repeat this prayer with me. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I have been lost. I know that I have rejected you. But God, right now, I surrender my life to you. I believe in Jesus Christ. He is now my Lord and Savior for now and for forever. God, thank you for what you've done in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring up Pastor Trevor for a last word. Amen. Let's give Mikey an applause of thanks. Didn't he bring a word this morning? What a word, my brother. What a word, what a word, what a word for all of us today. Sheesh. Man, I don't want to try to fly by myself. I don't want to... I don't want to fall to the ground broken. Man, I want, I want, man, just to be reminded that I'm God's, that he's got me. I'm validated because I'm, I know who I am because I know whose I am. Amen. It's, it's because of Jesus. It's not because of me. It's not because I'm a, 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 a great person. It's because of what Jesus has done inside of me. I praise God for that. Mikey, thank you for bringing a word this morning that's going to challenge us. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, we, we're uh, encouraging you to continue to take next steps at Renew Church. Just get involved. Become a part of this church. Join us in the, in the back after the service for growth track. Discover your gifts. What an awesome opportunity. Uh, Mikey, as he said a year ago, he didn't know where he was going, what he was doing, and God has done so much in him. This is a pivotal moment. I want you guys to pray. How many of you will pray for Mikey? I need my prayer warriors to lift up a hand and pray for Mikey. Mikey's going somewhere. When God calls him, some of y'all are going to go with him, and I'm going to be like trying to pull you back. But I, I know God's got a plan, man. I'm excited for you, Mikey Bermudez. I believe in you. And I praise God for that meeting in the parking lot on 120th Street after basketball on a Thursday night. 
Sheesh, don't follow me like that. Don't cry like I do, bro. Do, get, get your own thing. That's my thing. I cry all the time. Doggone it. Sorry. Uh, Lord Jesus, we praise you for what you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. We thank you for this amazing service and this amazing servant of God. His very first service, July 21st, 2019. God, is a day that's going to be marked in history for some people that made a decision today and for a young man that is making decisions today to say with his wife, together we're going to do great things for the kingdom of God. I pray you would do great things for the kingdom of God through this young man. God, I pray that you'd do great things through these people that responded to the message this morning. I pray that you would do great things through a new church, oh God. I pray that you would help us to stop trying to do great things in our own strength and for our own self. But God, for your kingdom, for your will, God, for your glory, for your honor and for your praise. And all of God's people said together, amen. Let's praise God. Let's give God one last round of applause on your way out this morning you can uh, you can give to renew church with the envelope you can drop it as the ushers are there or in the box on your way out you can give online uh by going to renew.miami or texting to give 786-565-1165 we encourage you to worship god through the giving of tithes and offerings and then um i feel like there's one other thing oh if you're a visitor this morning that connection card that little that little uh postcard that's there if you tear that off just take a second give us your name and your email phone number we're not going to stalk you like crazy but we just love to be able to reach out to you and know how we can pray for you fill that out and drop that in the box on your way out take two seconds and do that before you leave god bless you next week is the final week we're going to be in a message called lion you're going to love it don't miss it have a great week oh and night of worship on wednesday go in his peace you are dismissed
Give us some keys, keys. Give us some keys, keys. Give us some keys, keys. 